I kick ass for the Lord. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Rest is Confetti. I'm Macy. And I'm Courtney. And this week we watched... Brain Dead, or Dead Alive, as it's known in the United States, directed by Peter Jackson. Woo! So I don't have any history with this film. I had heard of it because I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, and I knew Peter Jackson's first movie was Dead Alive or Brain Dead. Uh, Courtney does have a history with this, so she is going to synopsize it and go into her history of this film. A young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, friends, and neighbors. This one is a doozy on so many levels, but it's one of my favorites of all time. (laughs) And it does have great... I was surprised to see it has a 7.5 on IMDb. Yeah, it was fairly highly... I've noticed that a lot with some of the, like, B-movies and cult classics we'll watch is... Obviously, a cult classic, there's fans of the film, but critics seem to be kind of on board with the cult classic status of them. Yeah, they really do, which I'm like, eh, at least they're giving some horror some credit, and mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> it might be getting a little better. A little better, slowly but surely. We'll take it. But yeah, oh my goodness. So first of all, I love that we start on Skull Island. Because, obviously, Peter Jackson would then go on to direct King Kong. And I do believe that it is supposedly the same Skull Island that King Kong is on. In Peter Jackson's King Kong, in the hold of the ship, in the background is a crate that says Sumatran Rat Monkey. (gasps) Yes! Oh my gosh, I love that. I love when things are canon so much! And I I watched a couple (laughs) reviews on this because I could only find the French version. (laughs) And I do not speak French, so my people and ancestors would be very disappointed in me. (laughs) But whatever. That's how it is. Oh, what's your history with this film? I did watch this pretty much specifically because it was directed by Peter Jackson, and it was at a time when I was going through my first huge horror kick in, like, my early 20s, and everyone and their mom was recommending this movie, especially because I do. I love horror, but comedy is just kind of always going to have a special place in my heart, and I love when you marry the two because I actually think comedy and horror just go so perfectly together. I mean, look they at Zombieland. Like. Oh, yeah. Horror and comedy are just... Zombievers. Zombievers. <laughs> so good. It's so good. But, yeah, so I did. I uh, and The first time I watched this, I was by myself, and, man, I didn't really know what to expect. The tone of this movie is so hard to explain. I feel like it's a weird mix of sincere but tacky but good but funny. <laughs> then, like, it is. It's hard to describe. But anyway, so we start off. We're on Skull Island. And we've got some, like, scientists or explorers of some sort that are stealing the Sumatran rat monkey, and they are warned against this. Uh, they obviously do not heed this warning, and this really ugly claymation rat monkey makes it to the zoo. At which point we cut to, uh, we are clearly in New Zealand, because that is one thing in Peter Jackson's first two films. He loves, loves plugging New Zealand. And I respect that a lot. Like, I love Fly the Concords, all of it. So yeah, New Zealand all the way. Peter Jackson from New Zealand, or is he from... I hope so. (laughs) We're going to look that up, because I was thinking about that today. And then 
my kid had a really bad day, so I'm yes. going to blame everything on my kid. He was kid. born in a small coast side town in New Zealand. Okay. I thought he was either New Zealand E, New Zealand I ish, New Zealand ish, or Australian. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh, no, continue, no, no. my friend. No, you're fine. So, yeah, so we're in New Zealand. We're introduced to Paquita and Lionel. Arguably two of the most different mm. characters I've ever seen in a yeah. movie. Lionel, who has a toxically overbearing mother. She reminds me of Eddie's mom from It. <gasps> yes. Yes. That's actually a real... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie's mom. So many problems. Because they are so overbearing. Such a kind of boomer type. She's compl- everything is a complaint or an underhanded, co- you know, like everything's an attack. Mm-hmm. She really is just kind of Very the worst. Prideful. So prideful and definitely really weird kind of Oedipus thing going on where mm-hmm. she is definitely jealous anytime her son is like checking out another woman or something like that. So there's that to deal with yeah. right off the People bat. People like that gross me out. I. I known a couple people here and there who you just knew no one would ever be good enough for their sons because they didn't want them to have another woman in their life. I'm like, you have issues at that point. Yeah. The goal of parenting should essentially be that at some point your child goes on to have a really healthy relationship with someone else. Right. And I understand being like, oh, that specific person would be really bad news for my kid. Okay. But when you don't want your kid to be with anyone... Because you want to be the only woman in their life. You have Ew. serious issues. Ew. <laughs> Lionel's mom. Ew. But yeah, so that that's Lionel's mom. Uh, I, did, I wrote down the, the dialogue is really awkwardly comical, but again, weirdly sincere. Mm-hmm. I do. I feel like the tone of this movie is just so unexpected because it gets to the horrific elements pretty quick. But it's also really campy about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Which is probably why I like it so much. Um, but yeah, we... Uh, so, Paquita is very, very interested in Lionel because there's... Her grandma's reading, or grandma or mom is reading, like, tarot cards. And basically it implies that Lionel is going to be her forever person, so she gets real thirsty for him. Oh, yeah. And because he's never been allowed to be with another woman, he gets super uncomfortable and clams up and runs away like you do. And eventually, I wrote down, this is awful, I wrote down, Mommy wants her head of pussy. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm sorry for that terrible joke, but Oh, that's but it's really a, true. That's going to be a hashtag on this one. <laughs> pussy. Hashtag pussy. I stole that from Family Guy. I did. <laughs> so for those of you out there who've heard that, I did steal it from Family Guy. But yes, so they end up at the zoo together. And because mom is snooping on Lionel and Paquita on their first date, because, you know, that's what you do when you're a healthy mother. <laughs> and gets bit. By the rat monkey, which, by the way, guys, the rat monkey is so hilariously, like, bad. But also creepy. But cre- it's it's one of those weird things where it plays, I feel like it makes it better. The fact mm-hmm. that it's bad makes it creepier yes. somehow. It, it was kind of like the gremlins, the in yeah. gremlins. Yeah. But bad claymation versions <laughs> and weird, which it also says that the Sumatran rat monkey is a hybrid creature 
that results from the rape of tree monkeys by plague-carrying rats. So I'd like to know how that happens exactly. Yeah. Not the rape, but <laughs> that rats raped monkeys then birthed zombies? <laughs> Question mark? Scientists? Mm. Cared away? <laughs> Why is brain dead? Why is brain dead? So, yeah, that was weird when I read that. It's like, okay, I don't. Sure. Sure, whatever. Well, accept it. Moving you, on. You, you do. You just have to accept so, so, so much with this. Um, and obviously, I knew the one thing you would like about this is the, I feel like most of this is practical effects to some degree or another. Yeah. Like the, the monkey rat is clearly claymation. But a lot of it is just really good practical effects, <laughs> especially for the time. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Yeah, because this Where? is 1992. The year I was born. (laughs) Bless. Some of you will think I am old, and some of you will think I am young. (laughs) That's The truth, I am both. (laughs) I am timeless. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So, Mom gets bit, and it really turns into a zombie pretty fast. Very quickly. Everybody transforms very quickly. Very quickly for a zombie movie. I felt, I felt like usually you get like a whole day or two before it really manifests in most of them. But no, this is a very quickly <laughs> evolving disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is a body horror wonderland. And it really is. There's so much oozing and pus mm-hmm. and Blood and blood and blood and blood and blood and blood. And I just love it. And the squelching, the noises. This is another one that, like, the noises will make you want to vomit almost more than what you see. Yeah, it's the squelching just, like, in color out of space when um, Jack and the mom were melding together. It's that. That will stay with me forever. It's like the Mr. Music spoon in the pudding. It's like a a sound like a butt. Like a squishy sound. (laughs) Like a butt. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. But yeah, uh, one of my favorite bits of trivia on this is that Eli Roth once said that this film was one of, if not the only film that actually quenched his bloodlust. Which, how random, not random, that's not the word, just so odd to me that Peter Jackson made this movie, because I am more familiar with Lord of the Rings, obviously, and then his King Kong movie, because I don't care what anyone says, I love that movie. Is it long? Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Who freaking cares? I don't think that that would be an issue if that movie came out today because the Avengers movies are three hours long. Yeah, no one says anything. Transformers movies are three and a half hours long. (laughs) But I love them all the same. (laughs) Yeah, so when I heard about this movie and then subsequently watched this movie, I was like, this is not... Peter Jackson has a range of talent because this is not like Lord of the Rings. Not at all. All. And um, I do, I kind of hope that maybe one day he goes back and tries his hand at horror, because he's mm-hmm. definitely not bad at it. Right, and I think that's why the horror aspects, horror in a way, for lack of a better term, of Lord of the Rings worked. The orcs and the uric oh, and everything. like shallow and everything. Yeah, because they're covered Ooh. in mucus, and they're in these sacks, and there's mm. blood, and they're... Yeah, just the way they yeah, look. Like they're birthing the Urukai and stuff. Yeah, so I think that's why a lot of that stuff worked so well, because he obviously is good at that. Oh, yeah, very much so. 
<laughs> and we do. We have, we have some pretty, I will say this, probably should have started with this warning earlier, but whatever. Hopefully you guys listen to all of us before you watch the movie. But if you have a weak stomach, maybe don't watch this movie. I did tell Macy that, but she, she ate ice cream through it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at the very least, there, there are scenes at the dinner table where uh, mom is sitting there, and things are obviously going weird, but they she hasn't gone full zombie mode yet, and she's got some like pussy wounds, and the pussy wound squirts across the table into another person's bowl of really gross. I think the soup is almost grosser than the like pus and blood going into yeah, it. To be honest, because it's a custard, but it's a watery custard. Yeah, it's like watery. It looks like squash custard yeah. or something. Because I imagine disgusting. custard to be a little bit firmer. Yeah, more like pudding almost. Yes. But yeah, it's uh, that that scene's a lot. Her ear falls off, mm-hmm. and then she eats it, and the crunching noise again. The noises are almost worse than well, the scenes. The themselves. custard itself looks like pus. Yes, That's it what does. It is. And when he's eating it, you're just like, ew. But yeah, this can be a pretty gag-inducing film. That being said, I think the bloody scenes aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty much just that first scene at the dinner table when it's like eating stuff. So if you have a weak stomach. Proceed with caution, is all I'm saying. And probably just look away at the dinner scene. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and Mom eventually uh, eats the dog, Fernando. <laughs> Poor Fernando. Oh, and that was pretty <laughs> gross. I, I don't Ooh, the hair coming yes. out of the mouth. Yeah. I was surprised, because she warned me about the movie and that it was kind of a gross-out movie. And I, I mean, I thought it was gross, I used to work in a vet clinic and have to do a lot of the gross cleanup after stuff, so I have a fairly strong stomach, so it didn't bother me too bad, but the hair was one thing that I was just, like, Yeah, because she is chomping on this dog, and it's only, like, halfway down her gullet, and they yank it out, and it's really slow, so also, if you have a hair thing, Mm -hmm. again, this is probably going to trigger a gag reflex of some sort. Because they just... It looked like they got a wig and soaked it in fake blood and just shoved it down the zombie throat. Mm-hmm. It's not like half a dog comes out. No. It's the hair. It's just like all, all it's, hair. I'm surprised there's not more memes about drain shower clogs and hair and that. <laughs> that would that be thing. a perfect one. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do that. All right, guys, we're going to make some good memes for this one. <laughs> but yeah, I have a, a strong warning of you probably shouldn't eat during or right before this movie, because it might be a lot. And then Mom finally does die, except she comes back immediately and tears the nurse's head off. Very it's taking care of her very quickly. <laughs> um, so we have to support Lionel, because obviously Lionel has no idea about the world or anything, so he has no idea how to proceed with his mom turning into a zombie, ripping off a nurse's head. And then because I can't remember if she's bitten the nurse exactly or but how, but somehow the virus gets to the nurse. She maybe scratched her or something. Something like that. And it gets in her too. So now we've already got two zombies and one of them has their head that kind of teeters uh-huh. back and forth, this which is, is hilarious. It's more contagious than COVID-19. It really is though. You got to be real careful with it. So we got, so he locks Locks mom and the nurse zombie in a closet. <laughs> we shoot to a full moon, which I was like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> if it's a full moon, I like I stay inside on a normal day when it's a full moon because mm-hmm. it's going to get crazy. But yes, then, then Lionel tracks down some tranquilizers 
<laughs> Those are pretty big tranquilizers. Huge does, tranquilizers. Does it ever say where he got them, or does he just ha- he appear go, with them? He like he knows a doctor, a very what did they put down it absurdly German like doctor <laughs> in New Zealand in New Zealand who has tranquilizers. And he gets them so that he can trank the nurse and his mom to keep them under control. But he tranks his mom up the nose. Uh, yes. Again, guys, this movie Ew. is really going to test, like, all of your gross-out things pretty quickly. Also, tranquilizers <laughs> work on zombies, apparently. Apparently. So I guess comforting? <laughs> and, but even after this, his mom escapes. We got to follow Lionel to Paquita's store. She gets hit by a trolley. There's a funeral. And then the funeral gets really weird because we're introduced to the creepy uncle guy who looks super creepy. Oh, he's so gross. And his hair, it looks like the mayor from Whoville. (laughs) That was the first thing I noticed. He had the mayor of Whoville's hair. (laughs) And he's dressed like Chris Farley's character with his down by the river bit, kind of. Oh, my gosh. In a van down by the river. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh, like, so much happens in this film. My notes on this just go pages and pages. So I'm trying to not spend too much time doing the play-by-play, but I just can't emphasize enough that once this movie starts the gore and stuff, it's like it's just trying to one-up itself every scene. Like, how can we get grosser? How can we get more blood? And it blood? does. And it keeps building. <laughs> I don't think it gets grosser, but it uh, definitely builds on itself with the gore factor. Oh, for sure. And we've got, and then we we flash to his his mom is on. I'm guessing like the embalming table or something like that, and she explodes for no reason into like this goopy green stuff. It, like bubbles up out of her eyes and mouth. Ooh, yeah, it's creepy. And she breaks out of the coffin, attacks Lionel, and they literally end up flying into her own funeral. <laughs> Which no one really asks questions. They just rebury her. Yeah, like it's a totally I'm normal. I'm surprised at thing. how just cavalier these folks are. They're like, oh, well, that just happens all the time, you know, dead rising and stuff. And she, I don't want to live on this island. <laughs> yeah, we're getting out of New Zealand. I tell you what, if this is what's going on. So she gets buried again, and then he digs her up that night where a random gang finds him and tries to beat him up. And one of them pees on the mom's grave, and that's a terrible idea because she just reaches up, and it doesn't end well. You can imagine. <laughs> and then we get to one of my favorite characters, side characters anyway, the priest. The kung fu priest. Because you know how all priests know kung fu. <laughs> right. Hashtag Velocipaster. Hashtag Velocipaster. Thank you, Velocipaster. We're, we're waiting for that second one, man. I'm so excited. Oh, his his wig also cracks me up. His white wig <laughs> that looks like a very artificial Party City wig that he it gave does. it its own haircut. <laughs> but he's like, I'm owning it, and he just rocks it. Oh, yeah. And this, this priest, he kicks ass for the Lord. Oh, yeah. And he really does. He has a very impressive fight scene. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, clearly this is what he does in his free time. Yes. But then a falling zombie head bites him. Oh. And he's impaled on a gravestone. And now we have another zombie. Because a Lionel. Zombie. A horny zombie. Lionel is just terrible at keeping the zombies from not spreading. <laughs> it's so random, too, because he's taking care of them. He gets them dinner and sets them all up. Which Lionel might have some issues because zombies don't eat food and soup. <laughs> he's giving them like the same custard from the lunch before. He is. And he sets them up at the table and gives them like bibs and everything. Because <laughs> also you have to wonder what his end game was. Did he think he could really fix them? Like there's a zombie vaccine or cure out there? Was he just going to take care of them for as long as they live? Because that seems exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I have a three year old as you guys are tired of hearing and I don't, I can barely do that. And he's not going to, you know, turn me into a three-year-old if he bites me. No. <laughs> It'll and just he, be painful. Yeah. And he's bit me, and I haven't turned into a three-year-old, so. <laughs> I wrote at this point, I, after the second gross kitchen scene where there is zombie on zombie sex and a baby, a zombie baby is made from that. I just put, I'm so sorry, Macy. <laughs> Zombie sex, ew. And then, because again, this this really is a very much fever dream of a movie. Mm-hmm. Because th- this is definitely kind of an homage to no reason. I would say Rubber would appreciate this film. Yes, this was no reason with more of like, a story. on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it, it was more entertaining than Rubber for me personally. Oh, I had yeah. a lot more fun watching it. Because I watched this one alone and... I enjoyed it. You still laugh, still I had a good time. I'd probably watch it again, but I really had fun watching mm-hmm. it. I do. I like usually I'll watch this like once every couple months because it is. I'm just like I like to laugh a lot. <laughs> Cause then okay, so again, this is a very random just like part of the story that goes on. The creepy uncle that we saw from before throws a party at Lionel's house. For no reason. For no reason. And it's a big party. Like it's not like, oh, we just invited a couple of you know, your mom's closest friends to grieve. Yeah. It's like a 200 people, there's strangers everywhere party. Yeah, this is not a wake. This is Mm-mm. a wedding reception. Yeah, this is just a huge party. And Paquita does show up because she does. She really wants to get with Lionel really bad, despite the fact that he keeps messing it up a lot. And she stumbles on the small zombie zoo that he has going on downstairs, where we now have... The zombie baby, the Where's Waldo baby, because that's what his clothes remind me. Yes, and I maybe I missed something. So they literally had sex on the table, and then the baby just popped out. It doesn't. I can't remember exactly how long it takes, but it, it like it is a very short gestation. Yeah, and like a super baby. <laughs> did they find him clothes, or did he come out with clothes? Because I never saw him get dressed. Oh my gosh, I just that's saw him right. With clothes. <laughs> Maybe it's a weird zombie rule. <laughs> they That's... just come out close. <laughs> wow. I have questions. Peter Jackson, hit us up. Yeah. Please. Please. We have so many questions. <laughs> Stop with the Hobbit movies and just answer some Dead Alive questions. Yeah, please. we want to come back to Dead Alive. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. And it sucks because at this point, obviously, Lionel comes down and tries to explain himself. And it really comes down to he just doesn't want to kill his mom. Now, why he doesn't want to kill these strangers, I'm not really sure. I guess he's just probably a good person. I do sympathize with not wanting to kill your mom, even if she's awful. But then we have a cute I'm sure scene. our mothers are all happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to kill my mom. I would not. I would not want to kill my mom under any circumstances. I love my mommy. 
And then we have a really endearing scene where creepy, creepy uncle tries to full on rape Paquita. Now it does not go anywhere. So I, maybe it's like slightly triggering. There is not actually a quote rape scene. Mm -hmm. He just clearly, this is his intention. Right. But she gets away. The zombies have now freed themselves. Because there's a lot of them at this point. Because they took animal stimulants. And they took animal stimulants. So they ravage the party goers. And now it really gets to the true bloody, bloody scenes of the movie. They are winning. (laughs) Yeah. I think my two favorite scenes, which one of them is later, so I won't bring it up yet. But when the baby breaks out of the lady's neck... Oh my gosh, yeah. That did start to gross me out a little bit where her <laughs> neck bubbled up and the arms stuck out. I was like, whoa, I was not ready for that because Paquita tried to food process the baby and he went, wee! <laughs> because apparently zombie babies are the most just, I can't think of the word. <laughs> resilient. Yes, there we go. The most resilient things in the whole wide world. I loved the zombie baby. I oh, thought yeah. that was so funny. And it wasn't upsetting because, first of all, he was conceived as a zombie, so it's not like a baby getting killed. Yeah. Second of all, he is a zombie. He didn't look real, so. <laughs> no, he's. It didn't disturb me or upset me. Like, some of the best comedic relief in the movie comes yeah. from the baby zombie. Because, like, in The Walking Dead, Rick finds that car seat where everything's still buckled, but there's just blood. And that's yeah. really upsetting. Mm hmm. This is not upsetting. This is just funny. <laughs> no, it's so hilarious. <laughs> There's so much blood. There's the... I do love the... I put slapstick slip when he's... There's so much blood that he's, yes. like, running in place yes. and he can't go anywhere. I was I just did. like, ah, Chaplin would be proud. <laughs> I laughed out loud, and you guys know I don't often laugh yes. out loud if I'm alone. And I laughed out loud at that. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Right. I'm like, you got to get in those laughs when you can. His eyes, too. Just the way that whole scene was played where he's like, oh, oh, look around. And the zombies aren't going for him. They're just watching him. Mm-hmm. Like, run. They are. Because also, so before we get into my absolute favorite scene, I'm not sure at what point it happens. Because for I don't know if we got the New Zealand version or what it was, but we were missing an integral scene when I rewatched this movie. On DVD. So since I don't know where it is, just gonna throw it in here now before I forget it. But there's a scene where Lionel tries to take the zombie baby on a walk, like in a stroller, on a walk around the park. <laughs> First of all, not for sure some reason why he does this. <laughs> Clearly, this baby has been trouble the whole time. Apparently, he thinks it's gonna calm him down. But then the true comedy ensues, which is when Lionel just loses control of the stroller. And obviously, we laugh at it because we know that, first of all, this baby's not going to get hurt. This stroller can go over and over and over, and the baby's going to be fine because the baby is already dead, technically. It was never alive. no one else knows that, which makes it so much funnier. (laughs) And then it gets out and is just trying so hard to get away. And I also love that sometimes the baby is clearly a puppet. Yeah. And sometimes it is clearly a person in a baby suit <laughs> trying to be shot from the angle, like how they did with the hobbits, but on yeah. a way smaller budget. <laughs> yes. 
And yeah. it just slays me. It's just amazing. And Lionel And he punches it, and yeah. everyone else is like, first of all, they don't intervene, though, so I guess they don't care that much. Yeah, none but. of these are newly... Do, New Zealanders, New Zealanders, <laughs> really this apathetic right. towards zombie ladies busting into their own funeral and men punching babies. Men just punching babies in public because he's got to get this baby under control because it's he, not a normal baby. And he doesn't know how to take care of it. He's there at the stroller and he sees another woman across the way comforting the baby and is like, oh, I guess I should comfort the baby this way. This is a zombie baby. <laughs> this baby needs things that you cannot provide, sir, and why you brought it into public is beyond me, but it's hilarious. And so. who's watching the rest of the zombies while you're out walking around? Right, exactly. If you leave you poor wa- Paquita back. <laughs> if you wanted to be responsible for all these zombies, mm-hmm. a zombie baby. A zombie baby. you got to take care of it. But yeah, that that is definitely my favorite funny scene in it, and it just it gets me every time. <laughs> But if you ever watch a version of the movie and you don't see that, look it up on YouTube because I promise you it's worth watching. But anyways, back to the favorite bloody scene. <laughs> because, yeah, once people start dropping in the house, oh, it's, entrails are everywhere. The entrails become sentient at yep. some point. <laughs> Hello, henti. Hen- henti. Oh, gosh, it's so late. Hentai. Hello. Hentai. Okay, let's yeah. that again. Hello, Hentai. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And the baby tries to get out. Because also, at some point, they get separated. And Paquita is in her own struggle against the baby. And then eventually against creepy Uncle Zombie. Mm -hmm. And poor Lionel is trying to handle the mob, the horde of zombies that is collecting. I think I'd rather have the horde than the uncle. Seriously. Because he's creepy. And then when he gets bit and turned, he becomes this... Reminded me a lot of The Thing. Yeah. Where he's kind of like his head is coming out of his body and everything, and it's and the scene where he got ugh. got was really good. Where you see the shadow on the wall and the big hand, but you don't see anything else of the big yes. like monster that's coming. And it's, I thought that was really good. I was like, what is that? What is that gonna look like? Ugh. Yeah, because it like literally pulls the like from the head, it grabs it and pulls his like skull out from his body but not all the way mm-hmm. which you but also really cool <laughs> yeah, really cool <laughs> good practical effects <laughs> i will say though uh, before he goes as much as i hate him the uncle does have a decent body count like he mm-hmm. takes out a few of them before he gets got but then he gets got and you're like yes street yep. justice because that's what you get for trying to rape people Seriously. <laughs> you, get your, you get your head torn out. this is the fate that all rapists deserve it's true it yeah. really is because <laughs> that guy's definitely raped people before paquita oh yeah and he's a big dude so like you yeah <laughs> yeah and paquita she does really good she really kind of goes above and beyond as far as just accepting the fact that Earlier this morning, she just wanted to get with this dude, and now she's got to kill all these zombies to try to get to him. Yeah. It, it was kind of implied she took his V-card, and then there were zombies. And, and like, then oh. there were zombies. That's what happens when you stray from abstinence only. <laughs> just kidding. We're not fans of abstinence <laughs> only. Nope. Go get abstinence it while you can. never. <laughs> get it while you can. Yeah. You think the school would let me teach sex ed? Abstinence never sex ed with Macy. <laughs> They're gonna be like, and Macy's never coming. <laughs> but yeah, then we get to the uh, the best blood scene, which is when he comes in 
with a lawnmower with the bottom facing up and said, party's over. And the next scene is amazing. Yeah, this was very, um, this was after Evil Dead. So he definitely got some inspiration from that because when the door opened, and I was half paying attention at this point Mm because I think I was folding some laundry. And when Lionel comes in covered in blood with the lawnmower blades, it's party's over. I was expecting him to say groovy. (laughs) And I was like... Uh, this is Evil Dead, and I'm a fan. It definitely it is New happy. Zealand Evil Dead, like you said. Yep, I do. I like that because yeah, just blood and limbs, and blood and guts, and blood and blood and blood are everywhere, and it keeps going. And you think, oh, surely there aren't any more zombies, but no. You just keep seeing new ways for the zombies to get killed. And it's pretty gratifying because you really want Lionel to win, if no one else. You do. <laughs> He's not. Especially, none of the actors are amazing or particularly charismatic, mm-hmm. but they're enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Like, I can get into it. They're just not, uh, you know, no one's going to win an Oscar for this one. No, because I feel like they were kind of maybe even told to not take themselves too mm-hmm. seriously. And I feel like I read somewhere that maybe Vera is Peter Jackson's mother in real life. Oh, that'd be cool. But I'm not 100% sure, so I can't <laughs> remember, because then I couldn't find it when I tried to look it up again. So. Uh, okay. I don't know about that, but we're going to pretend. <laughs> that'd be awesome. But yeah, so kind of the, the climax of the movie, I would say, is the lawnmower scene. But mm-hmm. then, then we get technically, I think, where the most of the blood comes yep. from. My second favorite part. Second favorite, the mombi, the <laughs> epic mombi. Oh, the boobies. <laughs> big, big boobies. And yeah, I don't buttocks. know how they made it. I it's, but the the mom zombie, who obviously has had like more time to, because uh, I think she gets buried at some point too. Yeah, and she's so in the she like gestates into this huge, like can barely even fit in the house zombie that is just huge pendulous breasts mm-hmm. and a big belly and a gross face and, and a huge oh, butt and a huge like giant butt, butt cheeks with a huge butt crack like it's <laughs> all of it butt crack such a funny word <laughs> butt crack <laughs> cuz there is a crack in your butt there is oh uh, okay sorry <laughs> but no she's Oh, it is amazing, some of the practical effects in this. And I would, if I ever met Peter Jackson, I mean, obviously we're going to get into Lord of the Rings. But first thing I'm getting out of the way is my dead alive slash brain dead questions. Because, oh my gosh, I would love to know, like, how they made her, how long it took to make her, how she worked. Because she is huge and terrifying and just gross. And (laughs) she ends up... Opening, I feel like I can, the only way I can describe it is it's like she opens the front of her belly from the womb out and then sucks Lionel in. And there's all these like, a lot of symbolism. Yeah, and these strings and blood and goop and mucus. It's gnarly. Yeah. And he he gets sucked in there and you think like, oh no, it's gonna be terrible. But then... They end up figuring out the right magic to work on her, and she explodes, and out the front dumps so many gallons of blood. I would love to know how many gallons of blood, because it seems to just keep going. But you're happy because Lionel makes it, Mm -hmm. and Paquita makes it, 
and all the zombies do eventually just get killed off in interesting ways but man it is a gore fest and but it's campy it is and didn't the mom's face like transform into like a rat or something towards the it end. looked a lot rat like yeah because yeah. it was all deformed like the skull and... came out of the skin and the rest of the skin fell off and but she had oh, the yeah. weird voice oh and... yeah she gets real creepy the longer she's a zombie yeah her voice just gets like lower but also bigger mm-hmm. oh it's oh, and so Lionel confronts her about he kept having this memory that his dad had drowned at the beach but it turned out his dad had an affair or something and his mom drowned the dad and the mistress in front of Lionel. Mm-hmm. So Lionel's got a lot of issues, and I hope Paquita um, knows what she's getting into. I do, too, <laughs> because I feel like she took the, the words of the tarot card a little too quickly to heart. Yeah. And maybe after an experience like this, you should think twice. But also, I guess if you've been through a really chaotic, traumatic event like this, that would probably bind you for life. <laughs> yeah. There is that. I'm yawning way more than Courtney, and Courtney's been up since, like, 4.30 for work this morning. It's because of the delicious cupcakes Mm. and the sugar. The sugar. (laughs) But, yes, that's... So that's Evil Dead in a nutshell. It is... I would say... I don't... Like, I feel mean when I criticize actors because, one, I would love to be an actor, but Mm -hmm. I know I never would want to. So I really don't like to say a lot of too critical things. That being said... Of the movies we have watched, I feel like this is the kind of more mediocre level of acting. No one's yeah. terrible, mm-hmm. unless they're supposed to be, kind of. Right. But no, like she said, no one's going to win an Oscar. Like I say many times, they're as good as they need to be. I walked away <laughs> with nothing to say about the acting because I was very indifferent and bored with the acting for the most part. Oh, yeah. Because when uh, Bruce, what's his name from Evil Dead? Oh, Campbell. Yeah. Campbell, yes. Bruce Campbell. He's so charismatic and likable. Oh, yeah. And it just, not so much in the first Evil Dead, but in the second slash remake of Evil Dead. Oh, he really because, comes into his own. Yeah, that's a little ambiguous. But, yeah, he is so fun. And you want, like, want to be friends with him. But, yeah, Lionel didn't have that. Because he's, I mean, he's been traumatized. I mean, clearly there are a lot of reasons for all of his neuroses and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't make him any more charming. And Paquita is just kind of wide-eyed and naive for a long time, but they make it somehow. She's like all lovesick, but she seems way too old to be so lovesick and naive. She looks so much like my friend Steph, but I think Steph is way prettier still. And Paquita's (laughs) very beautiful, but Steph is gorgeous. So Steph, I don't know if you listen to this, but you look like Paquita, and you're beautiful, and I'm glad we are friends. <laughs> but yeah, that's acting, again, mediocre, but it didn't need to be good acting. It really didn't. It wouldn't yeah. have changed the movie for the better, no, I don't think. No, this was think. not about the acting. No, this is about just gore and laughter and delight, and it really succeeded. Now, the effects... Obviously, we are both fans of practical effects, so I found the effects to be delightful. <laughs> right. Again, you are watching a movie made in 1992 on a very low budget with practical effects. Do not go in expecting Avengers Endgame quality special effects. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen. For the time, for the genre, for the budget, and for the point of the film, <laughs> it's perfect. It's it really really, is. really well done. And I honestly think that's the biggest thing when I hear people complain about movies or effects or things like that. A lot of times, you're 
not going into it with the right mindset. You have to know what to expect. If you're going into a superhero film, there are certain expectations. If you're going into a low-budget horror movie, certain (laughs) expectations. High-budget comedy, it's going to be crap. Uh, (laughs) Rom-com, you know, like, you have to know what you're watching and kind of know the rules of that genre and, and everything. So, yeah, for what this movie is, I really liked it. I think it's great, and I'm glad that Missy enjoyed it. Because, yeah, like I said, and the plot, I I mean, we can't even talk about the plot because it's such a fever dream. I mean, you guys just heard me describe the whole plot, and it does. It sounds like I just made it up on the fly Mm -hmm. on, like, an acid trip or something. But I didn't. This is a real movie that you can go watch right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's on YouTube in French. It's on YouTube in French, and I don't know, maybe, was it not on, like, Amazon? Is it, like? No, it wasn't even available for rent, because I was just going to rent it. Cause I well, if anyone's close screen. friends with me, I own it, and I'll let you borrow it <laughs> if yeah. you're really interested. <laughs> I actually watched, I think there were subtitles on uh, mine, so it was pretty. Okay, well, at least, at least that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my goodness, yeah, this one. It's a cult classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think really good horror movie cult classics usually do kind of bridge that gap of just the right amount of comedy and not taking itself too seriously, but then also clearly wanting to be a decent enough horror movie. Right. And be just a bloody nightmare. So, and Other than the attempted rape, there's no sexual content in this. Oh, yeah. So Besides, you, like, the zombies humping. But, I mean, nothing's shown, you know? Right. Besides the breasts at the end, which are clearly fake and I mean, paper mache. Yeah, they were, like, <laughs> beanbag chairs that were spray-painted. They reminded me of, like, a just, like, a fatter version of um, an It Chapter 2. When, like, the granny Um, lady comes out, but mm -hmm. she's just skinnier. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, definitely. But But it's nice if, you know, your kids do fine with gore. Especially, it's obviously fake gore. Like, it's gross, but it's also fake. Yes, definitely. So if you're fine with your kids watching the gore, but you don't want the sexual content, there's no sexual content, no overt sexual content in this. So Exactly. That's a plus. I think about that because my parents didn't have such an issue with gore, but they were a little more wary if there was sexual content, so. Which is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put this, I, uh, I think if, if you can handle or like the thing yes. and the fly. Oh, those the are, fly. Yeah, I think if you, if you like or can handle those two, might want to check this one out. Because also, again, it's a little bit funny, which I think is nice. Hi, June's kitty. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I, I found it it was a lot funnier than I was expecting it to be. Sometimes, I feel like I have a good sense of humor, but sometimes people recommend something that they say is funny, and I just don't find it that funny. <laughs> Which is odd, because I don't feel like I have a weird sense of humor. I can, mm-hmm. but, you know, not entirely. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yay! I was so glad. <laughs> but yes, I... I definitely recommend this movie. And I would recommend this to almost anyone because, again, I think unless you have a really weak stomach and, like, you watch The Fly and Vomit It or something, Mm -hmm. I think you can handle it. I really do. And, again, like you said, there's not really anything else except just gore and gross-out stuff. I I just, I can't. I can't get enough of this movie, kind of. I go through phases where I just really want to watch it all the time because I really want to laugh a lot because... 
you know, I mean, this is what we do every week. We watch horror movies. And then even in my off time, I will watch more horror movies that we don't talk about on here. And sometimes I overwhelm myself with how dark some of those horror movies can Mm -hmm. be. So it's nice to have one that's campy. You don't really get connected with a lot of the characters. It's just great. It's a great, fun movie. Because next week is a, kind of a heavy movie that we're doing. So, Ooh, the Void. Yeah, we're doing The Void. So prepare for that for our next <laughs> next week's. But yeah, this was just a fun, happy time. I like gore movie. Yes. It served its purpose and it served it well. Exactly. So let's see, what should, what should we rate it out Rating of? Rating it. Should we? Probably the Sumatran rat monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. So out of five Sumatran rat monkeys... What do you get this movie? <laughs> if I were really basing it on quality, I would probably have to say like a three. But because of how much I just enjoy it, I'm going to say a four. <laughs> just personally. But technically speaking, a three. <laughs> I, I would give it a, a two and three quarters for myself. I think I really liked it. I don't think I definitely would not watch it again alone. Yes. I would happily watch it with you if Get we were hanging drunk. out. Yeah, if you wanted to watch it together, I'd be on board with that. Um, yeah. A two point whatever. yes. I can't math this late at night. It's late and we can't math. We're going to record a little earlier in the evening next week, I think. Eventually, we will. We just get in such good talks and we talk about everything in life. Get yourself friends who will talk about deep, serious, existential things. And then also toots. And toots. Yeah, toots. But yeah, so that's... That's pretty much Dead Alive. (laughs) Definitely one of the simpler, shorter ones, but this is one... There's a lot of the other movies where I've recommended only a small amount of people or no amount of people. I think if you're looking for a dumb good time and you don't mind some gross-out stuff, you should definitely give this one a watch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll come back to Amazon Prime, and again, if not, and you're like really close with me, feel free to hit me up, and I will let you borrow the DVD. Because it is that good that I want people to know about it. <laughs> people should know. And that fun. Because, again, it's kind of rare, especially nowadays, I feel, to get a real good campy horror movie. Because even Zombieland, while it has its campy moments, there's still some pretty serious, I mean... Oh, there's there's some deep stuff. Or I think of... Um, oh, I just lost it in my brain. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Zombievers because Zombievers is. Yeah. I would love oh. a double feature of Zombievers in this. Yes. Oh, um, Cabin in the Woods. There, yes. It, it kind of it tries to be campy, but it's not really. Mm-hmm. It's not really campy. It's hard to do campy in this day and age. It yeah, because most people do want to make it a good homage because that's mm-hmm. definitely what Cabin in the Woods was. Right. Well, and maybe in thirty years, some of our movies would be campy mm. to people then. I don't know. I'm not quite sure how that works. Right? It's going to be interesting to see how movies, because, I mean, all movies age, but we do have a lot of good special effects now, so it'll be weird to see how well they do or don't age and how many more advances we make in film, especially with COVID. Ooh, yeah. I could see people getting a lot of stuff done or nothing done. Mm -hmm. There will be no in-between, though. We know that for sure. We know that. Well, Courtney, are you reading or listening to or watching anything you'd like to recommend? 
I'm reading Everything I Can by Ram Das because I watched Midnight Gospel and want to be enlightened and all that jazz. So doing that. And then on the other hand, I'm still getting into Misfits. And I got really excited because we finally got the news we've been waiting for. And the Umbrella Academy is coming back yes! at the end of July. So I have another excuse to rewatch it for like the fourth time. Because it's amazing. <laughs> and Don't at me. <laughs> it is amazing. I think I'm going to turn it on tomorrow because it just makes me so happy. And I was so excited because I don't know a ton of people who have watched The Umbrella Academy. And Courtney started watching it. I had recommended it to her. And I got to watch the finale with her for the first time. And that just made me so happy because I got to share that with her. So, yay. It's so special. And Keith and I have been singing the uh, I think we're alone now all week and just dancing around doing the claw dance and everything. Oh, I was playing that at work the other That's night when so I was sending fun. you the videos. Yes. Like, it yep. was amazing. We mm-hmm. have fun, guys. But yeah, so again, I'm, I'm always on a Robert Sheehan kick, despite the fact that Keith kind of hates it, but it's okay. <laughs> we also are waiting for news on the boys when season two of that comes yeah, out. Yeah, because I am dying to That know. is not as feel-good as Umbrella Academy. No, that is more like, I need to know because yes. of the drama. Tell me the secrets. <laughs> that is our kind of drama show. Yes, that's our yeah. This Is Us. Yes. <laughs> we prefer violence. Yeah. Lots of violence. And tiny men that shrink and dive into vaginas. Yes. And because then, that's a thing that happens, I guess. And aquatic people that get trapped in Sandusky and make lots of Ohio <laughs> jokes that resonate deeply with oh me, God. a true Ohio. <laughs> oh, man. No one was in Sandusky. I was laughing so hard at all the jokes because I'm like, I know what he means. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the hero of Sandusky. I <laughs> are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you reading and watching oh, right man. now? I started rewatching The Office because I was having a lot of anxiety and it makes me feel better. Hey, man, I do that with Parks and Rec. Yep. No judgment. Because I, I started Parks and Rec again and I'm like, this is my ninth watch. <laughs> I gotta so get it. So I'm gonna go back to The Office for a little bit until, you know, I don't like The Office as much. Jim is kind of a trash person. And you know what? Don't at me because I'll destroy you. <laughs> because he literally, he broke up with Karen and just left her in New York. She didn't know he broke up with her. He just, they carpooled and he just left <laughs> to go be with someone else and all the things. So anyway, yeah, I started rewatching The Office. That's pretty much all I've done because I was really depressed and anxious for about three weeks there. But I'm coming out the slump. Yes. And I'm going to start reading Saga Volume 5 is not in the mail yet, so I'm probably going to go back to reading Low and Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force. My brain is not processing. I'm talking so slow right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm reading Wizarding Glass still, so... Yes, mm-hmm. it takes a minute, but man, I can't wait for you to get to Wolves of the Kala because there's so much cool stuff and Roland dances and it's amazing. <laughs> I think I'm really close to the end of Wizarding Glass because... It does get better towards the end too, I think. Yes, it's more exciting because I was talking to Sam at work because he's into Dark Tower series and I said, oh, I'm finally getting through Wizarding Glass. It's been so hard. He's like, you didn't like the backstory? It's like, no, it's just about horny teenagers. That's all it's about until now when I didn't even realize what they were doing in the town for a long time Mm -hmm. because 
all they are horny and they're just banging which yeah they're horny 14 year olds so well, yeah sure that makes sense but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i'd also argue that really the thing that gets me about wizarding glass is just kind of if you don't really know going into it what to expect, it's kind of jarring yeah. to be you're you're in the present with the quartet and then you are hurled back in time and you have all these new faces and all these new characters and settings and you're kind of just... To horny teenagers. To horny teenagers. What is going on? Who is Susan? What? Why do I care? Why do I care? Is she and then eventually, leaving? you'll know why you care. But because also, again, I think because I've read it only once all the way through and then I've revisited my favorite books. I really do believe reading it through a second time, it's easier to mm-hmm. get through it because you just know what to expect. But when you're first doing it, you're just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, I just yeah. want to get to the next book. Seriously. <laughs> I miss Eddie. And, and <laughs> as. <boy>. Right. <laughs> and as adults, we hate horny teenagers. They're stupid. And please don't take offense to that because we were horny teenagers. Oh, yeah. And We've we been were, there. We sympathize. Yes, we were stupid. <laughs> so exactly. anything that has to do with horny teenagers making decisions is a no-go. <laughs> just a no-go. I'll just watch MTV if I want to get in. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I, I am enjoying Wizarding Glass now. I think I said that last week, too, but whatever. It's a it's long book to get through. Applicable. Even if you're going fast, that's a long book to get through. I'm super excited to start Dead to Me Season 2. That is kind of my soap opera. That's what I watch. But it's still not really a soap opera. That's on my list. Yeah. It has James Marsden's scary cheekbones. (laughs) Yeah, when are those things just going to pop out? I know. And they're real, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he does He's anything. He's going to be Stu Redman in the Stand remake. <laughs> and you know what? It caught me a little off guard. I think he can do it, though, because mm-hmm. he's he's a cowboy in Westworld, mm-hmm. and he pulls that off. I did. I liked a lot of people. I uh, kind of shit-talked his role in that, well, at least people close to me, and I didn't get it because I actually liked Teddy a lot. Yeah, I could see you maybe not liking the character, but you can't criticize his performance. Yeah, I think he did great. Yeah. And I do. I like, like James Marsden. He's not here to win an Oscar. He wants to entertain you, and I respect that a lot. If you want a career entertaining people, do it. If you want to win an Oscar, do it. I don't care. Just be true to yourself, man. Just have fun. (laughs) Just have fun with it. And I think he does that. Why else would you be in Westworld? That seems like such a fun set to be on. Yeah. My God. And Alexander Skarsgård is going to be Randall Flagg, which (sighs) makes me wonder if they ever do a Dark Tower show, will... I mean, they have to have Skarsgård back to be Randall Flagg. God, I hope so. The same I love person. the whole Skarsgård family. Bless literally all of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Alexander is a good actor. I think he can do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw a picture of him with the beard, and it was a little odd because I'm not used to it. But I think it can work. You should, one one of these days, we're going to have to watch Mute. It's on Netflix, and he's the main character, and he is a mute. So he literally doesn't talk the whole film, but he acts it very well. And Robert Sheehan is also in it. Oh, And well. he cross-dresses with big titties at one point. Nice. And it's hilarious. He's beautiful. And then Paul Rudd's there, too. I don't know how. And Justin Thoreau. It's the weirdest, futuristic, most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I do. It really made me love Alexander Skarsgård that much more. And obviously, I love Bill Skarsgård because it and Hemlock Grove and all of that. And I just discovered there's another one. Well, actually, there is another one that was in Vikings. I have not watched Vikings. Yes. I will because I know he it's going to be good. look like the others so i'm not attracted to bill skarsgård i can see where some people would be i'm Mm -hmm. not i'm 
think Alexander's attractive. <laughs> but I can tell they're brothers. Yes. The third one does not look like that. Wait till you see. All right, I got to pull up the name. Be patient with me, guys. I know you guys love us a lot, so be patient. I got to look up this movie. I watched a movie with Rory Culkin, who is quickly moving up my list and legitimate mm-hmm. just favorite actors. It just, he blows me away in everything. Oh, yeah. There is a movie, and it is based on true events. It's called Lords of Chaos. It's on Hulu right now. And it's about um, basically the first true Norwegian black metal band in Oslo in the 1990s. And uh, oh, also Jack Kilmer's in it, Val Kilmer's kid, and he does pretty good. But then I got to meet. The I don't know if it's the youngest, but a younger Skarsgård. His, his name is Walter. Tell me that's not Bill. That's oh my just gosh, baby it looks Bill. So much like Bill, <laughs> and that's a younger brother of Alex and yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I don't know what it is about the. Yeah, he is. Yeah, brother of Alexander Skarsgård. Gustav. That's yes. the one that's in Vi- uh, I Vikings. I knew it was something like that. Bill Skarsgård, and then there's Sam, and I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to say. But I think it's their sister. Um, which is funny because I'm pretty sure all of them that aren't actors are doctors. So I don't know what is in Stellan Skarsgård's uh, little swimmers, but <laughs> it's good. Whatever it is, I think it's quality because these guys, these guys are all awesome, and I love that they seem to be drawn to very complex, dark characters. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's what sets Alexander apart, and why I also kind of like him a little bit more is because he will also take on like funny charming characters yeah because eric northman in true blood the first time i saw him (laughs) yeah i mean that's campy that show is campy oh yeah doesn't take itself seriously the last couple seasons are terrible but before that i want to try to rewatch it because i fell off right around russell edgington Mm -hmm. which is a shame because i love that actor specifically he's great but yeah he's so weird because he was the doctor and baby mama Oh my god. Not Dr. Spachemin, but the other one. <laughs> he pops up everywhere. I swear. I'll be like, oh, it's cause. okay. And you're like, oh, you're normally a bad guy, but I'm supposed to trust you, but you're a terrible person. <laughs> and I've seen you be so many other weird kids. Like, he's in like half of the American Horror Story seasons, and he's yeah. usually kind of either a bad guy or he's just kind of a weird guy mm-hmm. or he's the amazing and beautiful Liz Taylor, which is probably my favorite role for him of all time yeah. in Hotel. <laughs> he's talented. But anyway, while well, we gush over all these other movies. We digress. We digress, though, guys. Dead Alive, fun, super campy. If you have the time and you have the stomach, please check it out. Yeah, everyone should watch it one time so they can say, I have seen Dead Alive. And I made it. And then you can, one day when you meet Peter Jackson, you can shake his hand and be like, I knew you before Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Although I actually did not watch this until after Lord of the Rings. So. Yeah, that's okay. We'll leave that part out. Yeah, we'll leave it out. I loved your pre-Lord of the Rings work. That's a good way to say it. Yes. That me, that's like, hmm, did they know me before? There's one more that precedes this one called Bad Taste that I have seen. I haven't watched it in a while. I remember thinking I want to like this, but it was just really weird. So I think I'm going to give it another try because I think it's on Prime for free. Oh, yeah. We so we'll see. I don't know. I see. And I don't know if we could do it on the podcast because I don't know if it's technically horror, but it's got a bunch of weird aliens. So we'll see. That Maybe. Counts. It counts. Maybe. <laughs> Tune in later for another weird Peter Jackson film <laughs> where I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we could even do a mini-sode after something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. I yeah. like that. <laughs> well, guys, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at confettipod at gmail.com, Twitter and Instagram at confettipod, and the rest is confetti on Facebook. And that wraps it up for tonight. We'll see you next week when we talk about The Void. Bye, guys. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. Stop that playback <clears throat> and see how we sound. Do you want to do the I kick ass for the Lord? Yes. Oh, are we recording? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Best start ever. <laughs>